Welcome to the third seat, brought to you by Croft & Frost. Our guarantee at Croft & Frost is to change the way you think, and this show is the catalyst to making that happen. In this show, we have open and honest conversations with a myriad of unique individuals because we believe in order to change the way you think, you need to hear other people's stories and experiences. If you enjoy this episode, then don't forget to rate and review the show with five stars wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks again for joining us. Now pull up a seat and let's jump into today's episode. My guest on the show today is someone that I've gotten a chance to learn about their story and the work that they do. And, and in speaking with them, I just learned a lot about uh, who they are, why they do what they do. Uh, and they've just been a great inspiration to not only me, uh, but people all over this community and, and uh, just across across the nation. So uh, I'm very excited to bring you today's episode uh, with Miss Amy Jo Osborne. So thank you for joining me today. Yes, Jo. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, of course. So if you don't mind, just for those that may not be aware of you and, and what you do in your story, would you care to just shed a little bit of light about who you are, uh, how you got to where you are, and, and what it is that you do, and just uh, share a little bit about your story if you don't mind. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so present day, <laughs> um, I am the CEO and co-founder of the Austin Hatcher Foundation for Pediatric Cancer. Mm -hmm. um, I always like to say that you know life is a journey, mm -hmm. and we are here today, but uh, there's a lot of story that got me to where we are today. Mm -hmm. So if we rewind, 21 years ago, I guess, 2002, <laughs> but who's counting? I was a photographer for Southern Living Magazine right out of college, and there was a gentleman by the name of Jim Osborne who is an orthopedic spine surgeon but also raced professionally mm -hmm. in the Speed World Challenge SCCA series. Um, and he also, through his racing series, raised money and awareness for nonprofits. Well, why am I telling you this is because I was actually assigned a story on him, how he was a surgeon mm -hmm. who also raced and raised money for yeah. nonprofit organizations. So in 2000, I guess this would have been spring of, no, fall of 2002, mm -hmm. I met him for the first time just north of Atlanta at the racetrack road Atlanta. Mm -hmm. And, um, it was one of those where I was with, I was the photographer and the interviewer at Southern Living was yeah. doing all the questions, but I just kept having questions. Yeah. I'm like, well, this is crazy. Yeah. So anyways, we hit it off. And if we fast forward um, over the next several years, I uh, got real involved. We started dating. I got real involved with his race series, doing marketing, some of the business planning with him um, and his family. Um, we ended up getting married and having our first son, Austin Hatcher Osborne. So fall of 2006, um, we brought him to that race that we had met. It's mm -hmm. called the Petit Le Mans at Road Atlanta. Mm -hmm. um, and at that time, it had evolved for the last four years, and we were inviting families out to the track, track side, and mm -hmm. it was about 150 families um, that were affected by pediatric cancer. Mm -hmm. um, there was an organization called Lighthouse Family Retreat that we learned about how they take families down to the beach for respite during mm -hmm. that journey. Um, well, ironically, when we got home from that, that race, Hatch was only about um, seven weeks old. Mm -hmm he started having neurologic deficits. Mm -hmm. And as first time parents, you know, we didn't know what was going on. Well, within the, the next, you know, 48 hours, we were rushed to the emergency room at our local children's hospital here where a lot of tests were being done. And after a CT scan, we realized that he did have brain and spinal tumors. Mm -hmm. um, we were then airlifted to Atlanta. Mm -hmm. um, 
And ironically, some of the families that we had just served that prior weekend were there getting their treatment in Solace and were now serving us. Uh, at that short time in Atlanta, we found out that um, there was nothing that we could do for our son. His form of pediatric cancer was so rare and aggressive that um, chemo, radiation, or surgery was just not an option. So we got to take him home on hospice, and he passed away seven days later. So um, he would have turned 16 last August. and. Um, when I say I'm the, the CEO and the co-founder of the Austin Hatcher Foundation, it is in his honor that over the last 15 years we've dedicated our life to fill the gap of services, um, to provide comprehensive coordinated care to families dealing with the effect of childhood cancer, but on all members of the family. So we knew from experience, not just the four years prior experience of working with families, but then living it ourselves, that there's a gap of services between medical treatment, coping with childhood cancer, and then thriving. And so in 2000, end of 2006 into 2007, we formed the Austin Hatcher Foundation, where present day, 15 years later, we have a 33,000 square foot facility over off of Holtzclaw, where we can get into it and talk yeah. about it because it's every ancillary service to make sure that that family unit is being taken care of individually walking through a pediatric cancer diagnosis. And I, I didn't even, like, you know, full transparency, I didn't even know about the opening of a new building So oh, before, before this, so I, I definitely want to hear about that and just all that entails I and just, just your thoughts getting to this point because I've heard so many different stories of, of people starting, whether it's a business or a nonprofit or, or any kind of venture, and you know the the reflection of where they were when they started to where they are now, whether it be a couple months or a year, or, or in your case, you know, over a decade down the road, and just seeing what it's grown into. Uh, it, it's always cool to to see how things have changed and just just uh, over the course of time how they've they've morphed into what they are, you know. Uh, but, but and, and the thing that initially drove me to just you specifically, I mean, because there's a lot of people that do things similar to what you do and, and that do things similar in the field of helping those that are in very dire situations. But I really thought it was interesting that kind of what you said, you were able to use something that is very personal to you and your family, but were able to not only move up, move past that in a healthy way, but then allow other families that are potentially dealing with something similar to what you're dealing with to help them, to show them what your experience is like and how you can help them move past their own experiences. And I think that's awesome. I think that's great. And, and I, I cannot, you know, just in first media, I can tell that that excites you. Just that opportunity to help those people excites you and is what gets you up and gets you going in the morning. So I think that's awesome. I think that's great. And uh, I'm excited to see that you've, you're, you're, you know, it's, it's moved and grown to the point that it's at, you know? Yeah. That's awesome. It is. It's in our situation, since Austin has passed away, we've had three more children. So we um, uh, have obviously have that life. Yeah. Then we've got Jim's full-time um, practice. And then we've got this. And now, well, there's a whole other yeah. time, but we have a ranch as well. <laughs> you don't have enough going on. But, um, but no, it, it, is, it is a full-time commitment. And it is something that... Um, focusing on the ancillary services that families need, right? So every time I talk to someone about what we do, one, it takes time, right? Because it's not just um, research. We're not giving money to an institute to help children survive. There's so many billions of dollars, which is fantastic. That needs to be there, right? 
our survivorship rate for pediatric cancer is up to 84%. Wow. Which is amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. 50 years ago, it was not like that. Yeah, at I'm all. sure. 20 yeah. years ago, yeah. it was not like yeah. that. And so those things are needed. Yeah. But it's also needed to make sure that everyone is being taken care of. Because when that child diagnosed, the siblings feel it. The parents feel it financially, emotionally, socially, right? And so that's what we do. Um, and in our center, we see from age zero, could be all the way up to 80, 90, yeah. because we see grandparents, right? They are a part of a family. So I like to give examples, yeah. right? Because to me, um, it, I can keep talking about it, but to give an example of, of what we do yeah. is, um, when a child's diagnosed either here locally, um, and being treated right here at uh, Children's of Erlanger, mm -hmm. um, it might be a two-family income, mm -hmm. two-income family. Yes. Sorry, yeah. said yeah. that backwards. Yeah. Um, all of a sudden, one parent may have to stop working because that child needs them in the hospital with them. Right. So, yeah. what does that bring? Yeah. Financial strain yeah. automatically. Mm -hmm. Not to, not to mention the emotional side effects of not knowing what's coming next. Yeah. Right. But yeah. then you also might have two siblings at home and one parent's having to work, so yeah. then grandparents have to come in and be caregivers. It involves everybody. It involves yeah. everybody, but what's unique about us is we make sure that everyone in that family is seen. Mm -hmm. And it's an environment that when you walk in, it's fun, mm -hmm. right? You're already going through something rough, mm -hmm. but it's, it's, it's welcoming, it's warm. Yeah. So things that we do are crazy, right? In the, in the, in the world of automotive and motorsports, we've incorporated <laughs> industrial arts, right? Nice. So it is a way that a child might need occupational therapy. So we have a full-time occupational therapist and we have an occupational therapy gym, yeah. but then we're also incorporating trade, right? Teaching them where they are, through their therapies, but teaching them something that might spark an interest for something that they want to do later. So we build cars, we build engines, nice. we um, do woodworking projects, yeah. we have art therapy, anything that we can get, not only from an occupational therapy standpoint, but from a nonverbal, emotional standpoint, our clinicians can do that. Mm -hmm. It's a very non-traditional, but focused intentional therapy mm -hmm. so that's one area yeah very small and and, and and that i mean just in and of itself like when you think of whether it be individuals or businesses or any entity that tries to serve families in in you know in a similar way that you do typically like you said the way you think of is the first thing that comes to mind is like financial and emotional health yeah. you want to if like if, if a parent has to take off time from work okay how can we help them you know put a roof over their head while they're still while they're dealing with this yes uh how can someone just be there to navigate this portion of their life as they're as they're you know however long this takes so they can they can just make it through that right. uh but that which you talked about right there transcends just that aspect of it yes obviously you're, you mentioned you're going to help people out financially you're going to help them out emotionally and just be there for them during this time but also trying to make it fun like you said whether it's it's tapping into your creative side of things and learning to build things and create things or just uh, experiencing different parts of life that maybe this family or this individual wasn't even aware of yet. Correct. Uh, like you said, resources like this, I would imagine maybe even today, still aren't you know widely available, but especially 10, 20 years ago. I mean, this was this was probably unheard of. So uh, you know, like you said, this is just one one little sliver of it. But I think it's really cool that you you take not only a very 
focused and intense look at how can you serve these families, but also a comprehensive look. Correct. It's not just, okay, let's, let's just sign a check to them and hand it off to them and let them take care of it that way, but yeah. also how can we serve them in every facet possible? How yeah. can we truly be walking alongside them as they go through this journey? Uh, so I think that's awesome. I think that's yeah. great. Well, you said it perfectly. It is <clears throat> thinking of things that they don't even know they need, mm -hmm. right? And so when a family comes in, at that moment, if the child is first diagnosed, mm -hmm. they might not be able to come in to our facility, but one or two, one of the parents or caregivers might be able to, mm -hmm. but we do an intercollaborative, interdisciplinary workup on everybody, just mm -hmm. like you said. Yeah. Um, a big area is through obviously education, right? So we already know that, uh, well, we, there are so many studies that show, mm -hmm. right, through chemo radiation mm -hmm. is what they call late effects. It might not show up during treatment, but pretty soon after treatment, mm -hmm. there's going to be some sort of cognitive learning deficits that come along with it. Mm -hmm. If it's being absent from school or if it's from that chemo radiation. Mm -hmm. um, but we have a psychologist on staff who does neuropsych testing. So what mm -hmm. that is is a fancy term for a four-hour battery of tests that allows them to see, okay, this is where we need to focus. These are deficits. These are great things that they're doing. They mm -hmm. just need these accommodations in school, mm -hmm. right? And so from that, our psychologist then writes a report, works with the school counselors to make sure that the school is able to accommodate what those needs are. Mm -hmm. But again, it's not just for the child with cancer. It yeah. might be a sibling is falling behind in school because emotionally they just can't mm -hmm. deal with it, yeah. right? Um, so it's working through that as well. And then of course, counseling sessions. Mm -hmm. um, it's always good to talk. And yeah. that is one thing, um, and maybe there's more than one thing. I always <laughs> say one thing about COVID. The, there is one thing from COVID yeah. that came positive is the fact that in life, people need help. Mm -hmm. Every one of us, if we were honest, we could use help in oh, yeah. some way, right? So it has really helped lift that reality that mental health is something that is okay and socially okay to say you need. Mm -hmm. of course. So um, of course, having counselors on staff. Um, and then just that, we have family programs. It could be from teen night, cooking night. It could be oh, that from- that excites me. I would, right? I would be there for that. <laughs> right, so <laughs> it's, awesome. teaching healthy, it's teaching healthy eating. Yeah. It's all done um, with an air fryer. Yeah. Um, uh, local um, restaurant owners, the Moraleses are yeah. amazing and they come in and help do cooking lessons. Awesome. But it could be trivia night. It mm -hmm. could be anything to, again, uh, when walking through any traumatic experience in life, you feel like you're alone. Mm -hmm. If you're a child, a teen, a young adult, an adult, mm -hmm. right? So we do different group um, settings as well. And yeah. then of course, we also have to keep in mind that like our experiences, um, our child didn't survive. Yeah. But we offer these services to the, to the family who has survived mm -hmm. for their lifetime. Yeah to grandparents, to yeah. siblings. We do grief camp, we do grief group, we do individual counseling. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so That's I awesome. know it's so much that- No, I love it though, because like I said, I, I having conversations with people that, I mean, I'm interested, having, having conversations with people that are excited and passionate about whatever it is that they do, um, those are the best ones. Like those are the the best conversations to be a part of, to listen to, just to, yeah. just to see happen. And so I can see that from you that yeah. this is not just something for you that's like, oh yeah, it's it's kind of fun to do every now and yeah. then and whatever. Like this is something that is not only deeply personal to you and those that are involved in it, but it's something that you really care about and that really excites you to you know as as I can tell. Um, 
Speaking of exciting things, something I do want to ask you about. Now that, I, like I said, I wasn't aware that you all just recently opened, or did, is it open, or are you going to be opening? No, no, it's open, yeah. It's open. Okay, so uh, you've mentioned a little bit. What is, like, the thing about this place that you, like, the one thing that you're like, I, I can't wait for someone to, to see this or to get their hands on it. Like, the, the one thing about this new building that you're just, just overflowing with excitement about. Yeah, so one is the vastness, <laughs> yeah. right? So we have, for years prior, we were able to do a lot of these services, but we would have literally a room. One day it was art therapy, pick mm. that up, yeah. fold it away, <laughs> next day it's this, right? Yeah. Everything in this space has its own area, yeah. right? So we have um, two full bays where we do auto uh, builds. Mm -hmm. We've got welding <laughs> we've got um then we have a whole area for just art therapy mm -hmm. we have our occupational therapy gym but again when you walk in it's a facility that caters to all ages mm -hmm. that is exciting mm -hmm. comforting warm but also just innovative it's like a big um playhouse yeah but it's not catered to just one age group, right? Mm -hmm. Because again, when we think about pediatric diagnosis, you're 21 or below, mm -hmm. right? But then you're surviving. So we see a lot of young adults mm -hmm. um, into, you know, of course, um, parents as well. And so we are able to accommodate all different ages and make sure that we're intentionally meeting yeah. all of their needs. Yeah. Um, so. It almost sounds like to me, and, and I, I'm sure that like it, it varies depending on just where you're at physically in the building or, or what data is or what's going on, but it almost sounds to me a little bit like whenever you all were planning this or whenever you opened it, like, yes, you have the, the services and the, and, and the, the, the kind of the, the days and the moments where you have to just kind of get down to business and do the hard things, but... Uh, it sounds to me like it's it's almost built in a way for it to just be fun and playful to a degree. Yeah. Uh, you know, because like you said, you you mentioned at the very beginning, like you're doing art therapy classes or you're doing cooking classes or you're showing them how to build cars or, or whatever. Uh, obviously, there's more to it than just those those few aspects. But I think it's really cool that the way you're describing it is not just, oh, they come in and we, we get down to business with dealing with whatever they're going through. That is part of it. Mm -hmm. But you also try to make it fun and enjoyable and, and allow these families to have an experience that is fun and helpful. It, it allows them to move through whatever situation they're in, in in a way that's probably unique, that you know, unique to anything else they would experience. So I yeah. think that's really cool. Yeah, it, it is. Um, and it is something that can accommodate everyone at one time, mm -hmm. right? So if a family of, say, three children to adults, yeah. um, all five of them have something to do while they're there. So again, just like you said, they may walk in and be coming for a counseling session, or they mm -hmm. might be coming in for tutoring, or they mm -hmm. might be coming in for STEAM club, mm -hmm. but every one of them has something that they get excited about doing. And yeah. when you first walk in our building, right there in the very front is Jim's race car that yeah. I met him, he was driving when I That's met awesome. him. And so even just the fact that someone thinks pediatric cancer, then they walk into this building and see a race car in our yeah. living room, they're like, where, yeah. where am I yeah. and what am I yeah. doing? And that's where, again, it is, our, it is a very um, serious, mm -hmm. right? It is something that what they're going through is a trauma. Mm -hmm. um, and it is potentially the hardest thing that they've ever been through. Yeah. Right, um, but all of our therapies, everything we do is with intention mm -hmm. through evidence-based therapies um, and making sure that 
it is. It's not scary. It's yeah. fun. Yeah. And even if it's not fun, it's joyful, mm-hmm. right? Not everything is just playing, yeah. right? Yeah. At the yeah. same time of what that means by fun is it's a sense of connection the second you walk in. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. And and you mentioned where where is this building like physically located yeah. at? Yes, on Holtz Claw between Main and Twenty Third. Okay. So there's a new mod wash, yeah. and then if you keep going, we're right there, um, right before you get to the armory. Okay, gotcha. Kind of tucked back in the gotcha. back. I'll have to come check it out sometime. I've probably passed it before and not even realized it. How how long has the building been open? So as, of, as of today. Yeah. So we purchased it in August of nineteen, built out, and our first um, occupancy came. March of 2020. So <laughs> right. for the first three months, and, and, nothing, ev- happened. and nothing happened. <laughs> and again, going back to what I said at the very beginning, that timing's everything, yeah. right? When we heard and everything closed down March 17, yeah. 2020, yeah. we had three months to get ourselves moved from that old building. I yeah. look back and I'm like, I don't know how we would have done that, <laughs> yeah. right? And continued service. So yeah. we had that three month window before things opened back up, mm-hmm. opened back up. And mm-hmm. then since then we've just been full force. So that's awesome. But just having the expansion of the building, mm-hmm. we've grown 371% just since March of 2020. That's crazy. Before that, I mean, just, I mean, we started with nothing, right? Yeah. And we've grown 1600%. That's so awesome. we provided, I'm a numbers person, yeah. so um, it's we provided 4.7 million just in 2022, wow. right? And that's 15,000 hours of clinical service. Now nationwide, because yeah. we do stuff outside of Chattanooga as well, mm-hmm. we we've impacted a little over 86,000 families. Because wow. we do things like <laughs> like awesome. educating on preventative ways to um, well, we educate on preventing mm-hmm. cancer for mm-hmm. K through fifth grade, mm-hmm. right? So there's four major risk factors. And yeah. so we're in the school system teaching that, but it is a business, it is a passion, and it is something that it isn't being done anywhere else. Chattanooga is the hub. We yeah. fund some other things, other places, but in reality, this can be a seed for anywhere across the country to have another one. That's awesome, that is so, awesome. Yes. I, 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 that's just, I, I don't know. I, for whatever reason, whenever you said eighty-six thousand, I was like, I wasn't. I don't know what number I was yeah. expecting, but that was that exceeded whatever number in my head I had. So yeah. I mean, that's awesome. Yeah. It 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 is right, yeah. and so that doesn't obviously. People are like, that's a lot of people. Yeah. It it's not just children with cancer. We yeah. see the whole family, yeah. and we're. Um, an official charity of different series like mm-hmm. the IMSA, yeah. in International Motorsports Association, mm-hmm. and then SEMA, which mm-hmm. is Specialty Equipment Manufacturing. And we travel all across the country and mm-hmm. do diversionary therapy and education yeah. on um, healthy lifestyle that's awesome. for kids as well. So That's awesome. That's awesome. That's our outreach. <laughs> I love it. I love it. You mentioned uh, kind of towards the beginning, like, you know, you've how long have you been officially working in the in the Austin Hatcher Foundation? Ah, it's a good question. Yeah. Since day one. No. <laughs> Let, there, yes. So it seems like obviously <laughs> y- y- we we kind of chuckled at the beginning. Um, so I've kind of worn every hat, right? Yeah. From sure, marketing yeah. to accounting. Yeah. And then as we've evolved, yeah. I've grown in. So the first 14 years, um, I was a full-time volunteer, mm-hmm. served as the foundation's president. And then I came on in January of 22 as the CEO, mm-hmm. first time being salaried. And wow. so, yeah, so in that, again, with that growth mm-hmm. and being able to work even just the last 12 months to put in a lot of strategic planning, mm-hmm. look at our strategic plan for the future, our business plan, mm-hmm. clinical plan, to really 
start seeing where else we can yeah. have another institute. So now that you've been going for what, like 15 years or so, is that correct? Yes. So, so now that you've been going from that, and, and I know like you, you even mentioned at the beginning, like people say like, oh, did you ever expect it to get to this point? Like you can never truly know, like you, you, you have, you know, hopes and dreams, you but yeah. who knows? Like, yeah. you know, no one truly knows, but now that you're at this point, 15 years down the road, hopefully it'll, you know, things will continue to grow 15 more years down in the future. But looking back now that you have the, the, uh, the gift of, of hindsight to a degree, just what are your reflections on where you currently are and just where you started? Because again, obviously nobody could have known what it would be today 15 years ago. Correct. But looking back today in the past and just where you started and just what your goals were then, what are your reflections on it now just thinking about where you are now? Yeah. Um, it is so wild how mm. I'm, a, and Jim and I are both just very fast moving, driven, mm passionate people but I do I have those aha moments where when I when I do have a little bit of downtime I think especially reflecting back 15 years ago when I was going through my own grief process mm -hmm. that I truly didn't know if I was going to make it mm -hmm. every time I would hear a baby cry you know yeah. I just didn't know yeah um, but I can look back and say it is truly for a reason that that boy was born <laughs> and it is a true reason that he is gone because mm -hmm this and what they, we've created, and it's not just us, we're being driven, um, I, I, we're strong believers that this is our ministry, mm -hmm. right? It is something that we were called to do, mm -hmm. um, but reflecting 15 years and just thinking of, even like when I look at our employees, mm -hmm. I, I think, oh my gosh, they have a job because Hatch is not here. Mm -hmm. We have this because Hatch is not here. And, mm -hmm. and it, it is, it's reflecting of, I could have not guessed it, but I also didn't know it couldn't have, I didn't yeah. think it couldn't happen. Yeah. Um, but it just excites me too to think, golly, in 15 years we're here. What is the next 15 years yeah. gonna look like? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I, I, I think to me, and, and I love that, just like I said, just looking at you and just hearing you talk <laughs> about it, like I can tell just, obviously how much you have invested in this and just to see where it's at now means so much to you. And I think to me, the thing that I continually, just in my own life and my own experiences and just looking on you and what you do and, and, and other people <laughs> as well that I've met and just, just hearing their own stories is that, uh, you know, life is hard. Uh, there's <laughs> lots of things that happen in, in our lives and it's not fair a lot of times and yep. things get in the way, things happen, life throws you curveballs, and that's just part of being a human. But the good thing is that from what I found, no matter how good or how bad a situation is, um, there's always an opportunity to grow from it. Yes. Uh, it can be something as minor as you stub your toe on the way out the door and it, it kind of frustrates you a little bit or it can be something as serious as losing a loved one. Yeah. Um, you know, no matter how big or how small the situation is, no matter how good or how bad, there's always an opportunity to grow it and to learn from it and to turn it into something better than what it was before. Yes. Like you said, uh, if you know the Amy Joe of 15 years ago, <laughs> probably could have never guessed that. Like, yeah, you, you wanted yeah. to grow and you yeah. wanted it to be something bigger than than yourself. But the fact that people get to make a living living wage themselves so and provide wild. for their families and get to provide for the other families that come in your doors. I mean, that's the fact that that all stemmed from an incredibly unfortunate situation mm -hmm. is is amazing. Is great, and it, what that tells me is that. I will probably encounter things in my life that are not fun and that are not, you know, great situations just like everybody who listens to this and you know everybody will but that still presents an opportunity to grow and to learn yep. and to turn it into something 
really beautiful. So yeah. uh, I think that's great. And even if you don't think you have the strength, you do. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. there was, it, it's kind of, again, everybody's going through something. Mm -hmm. I read something the other day and I thought it was the perfect quote because it said, what you're sad about today, someone else is praying for. Mm -hmm. Or you have something right now that even though you're having a bad day, they're mm -hmm. praying for, mm -hmm. right? And so, yes, and it's really, it's a shift in your mindset mm -hmm. because every one of us live in a broken world, Yeah. right? Yeah. And we have a choice in everything and i'm not saying this was easy it was never easy sure. right yeah. and um but you need your village that's what i say yeah. and um uh and that that's that's how we see where we are we yeah. are there to walk through ahead mm -hmm. to be able to say okay you don't know you need this yet but let me help mm -hmm. walk through this with you yeah so yeah i'm sure i'm sure um, something I want to ask you, and, and feel free to answer this however you see fit, but I feel like uh, you may have a good perspective on this, is a lot of time, I mean, as we've been mentioning, you know, uh, life is hard and things are going to get in the way and there's going to be bumps in the road and part of being a human is just taking those in stride and moving on. Uh, but something I think that you may get a different answer depending on who you ask is how to actually deal with adversity and how to understand what it truly is. Uh, and, and I just want to ask you just again, now that you've had all this time and you've been working in the field that you work in, uh, what are your reflections on just, you know, after, after meeting with so many families and talking to so many different people, what are your thoughts and reflections on how we as humans deal with adversity? Because again, it can look like different things. It can be, you know, oh, I had a meeting that got canceled and now I'm, you know, now it's kind of, it's thrown a wrench in my day to some, mm -hmm. you know, it, the, the spectrum varies, you know, widely. Uh, there can be serious things that happen in our lives and, and not so serious things, but we all deal with adversity in different mm -hmm. ways. And so um, just after all the experience that you've had and the, and the people you've talked to, what about adversity specifically and how we as humans deal with that have you learned and, and been able to apply in your own life? Yes. Yeah, so... I honestly don't know if there is a day that you don't bump up against something. I mean, <laughs> yeah. in all honesty, yeah. I mean, as little as you, we have three teenagers, mm -hmm. right? And I can tell you one morning each week, one of them's having a bad morning. Mm -hmm. Is that adversity? No, but it's definitely a challenge mm -hmm. as a parent, right? Because you, you are trying to get yourself ready. You're mm -hmm. trying to get them ready. You're yeah. trying to. So I think looking back on just the experience with Hatch and where we are today, um, I think it's just allowing people to understand that it's every day. Mm -hmm. It's probably going to be every day. There's going to be something. You're going to trip on something. You're going to run yeah. into a wall here. You're going to have a great staff and then someone leave like you. Mm -hmm. There's there's always going to be challenges. Mm -hmm. And so it's just staying positive. If you know why you're doing what you're doing, you know you're supposed to be there, mm -hmm. right? And um, it's hard work, mm -hmm. but at the same time, we, we're all here for working towards our life outside of earth. Yeah. And the reality is, is that kingdom is so much better. Mm -hmm. And like I said, we live in a broken world that there are such great times and there is such sadness, mm -hmm. but to be able to look past all of this moving to where we're going to be, mm -hmm. to me, that's how you get by. Yeah. So, yeah. 
Yeah, and and in the spirit of uh, you know, like you said, being able to move forward and, and think about what's ahead. Uh, I know that we just we literally just talked about this, but for you now, like you said, you've been doing this for 15 years or so professionally, uh, and you know, you just opened a new building and things are moving and changing. What do you hope uh, the next? five, 10, 15 years down the road look like for not only you and your business, but just the people that come in your doors and, and who the lives that you'll impact. And obviously, again, who knows what the next 15, like there's, yeah. you know, it's a big yeah. question, like, <laughs> oh yeah, well, question. I'm sure by year 13, <laughs> this will happen in year 12, like, who knows? Yeah. Uh, you know, for crying out loud, 2020 taught us enough that things can change very quickly, but yeah. uh, looking ahead and, and having that, that hope for uh, you know, what this can be in the future. What do you hope it looks like in the future, what you do? Um, I guess from there's two different perspectives, from a business kind of and a personal, right? Mm-hmm. And so um, I just that, <clears throat> to me, we are here. Mm-hmm. Even if we don't grow any bigger and we continue serving families that we're already, already serving in new diagnosis, but as far as like, are another building, right? Mm-hmm. There's there's no disappointment. It's just more of making sure where Jim and I and our family um, are, are on that path of where we're supposed to be, decisions that we're supposed to be making. Mm-hmm. Um, but to be able to look back and just like you, you asked that question of how is it reflecting on me, a lot of times I always look at the families we're serving, right? Mm-hmm. Like they're coming in our door broken, mm-hmm. potentially, right? It's mm-hmm. the hardest thing they've been through. I'm sure. But it's more than just them. It's our staff as well. Mm-hmm. It's what we're saying. It's who they are when they leave. Mm-hmm. Um, so really, to me, I guess if I look at what the next couple years would be is that we're still solid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I'm still a good mom. <laughs> um, I'm still a good wife. And the, the business itself, yes, it grows people know who we are talking about it on a podcast like this there might be a family that doesn't know who we are and may not just have or they might have just moved to chattanooga Mm -hmm. right so it's educating it's again being able to say we're a resource Mm -hmm. come to us like we're here and let everybody else know that you know as well so i don't know if that answers your question but Kind of went all over. No, but, no. Um, I think I think what that tells me is is kind of a little bit of what we've been talking about is that uh, you know life is very unpredictable, and yes. even our best attempts to plan for the future, you know, even at times it's like okay, tomorrow I'm going to get this thing done, and even in a 24-hour cycle, things can change, can, and yep. you may not get the things done you need to get done. Uh, but what I'm hearing from you is that even you, after working in this field for 15 years, and you're running this show, not by yourself, but you're, you're yeah. running the show and you're pulling strings and making things happen, even still, your main hope is just to get to tomorrow and be the best version of yourself, whether that is Amy Joe the CEO or whether that's Amy <laughs> Joe the mom or Amy Joe the wife, like whatever, whatever hat you're wearing at the time. That's right. Uh, we can plan for a day, a week, a month, year, however far down the road, but the reality is that if we can't take care of today and then plan for tomorrow, you know, life life is just too complicated sometimes. Yeah. It, it's it's our best attempts to plan that far in the future really can be kind of futile sometimes if we don't take care of today. Yes. Uh, and so, I, to me, that is you know, twenty two year old me like working <laughs> and trying to figure out my life like that's reassuring because at times, I think it's very easy, especially people like my age and kind of in my generation, to look at individuals that are 10, 20, 30, 40 years ahead of us and be like. How did, they, how did they get there? You know, it's yeah. like you see someone, it's like, oh, I did, I started this thing, or I've, 
uh, begun this venture and like that's great. How did you do that? Like that's what? Right. How do how do I get to that point? You know. Yeah. And the thing that I'm learning is that again, yes, you need to plan for the future and say by this date or you know by this time I want to be at this point. But the reality is. If you want to get to any point of quote unquote success, you have to focus on being the best version of yourself today. Yeah. Uh, because all, that's all you can really control. Uh, again, and, things can change very quickly. Yeah. Uh, and so being your best version today is, is what's going to drive you there, I think. And being yeah. open to learn. I learn mm-hmm. every day, yeah. right? And so as, as my role, if I just focus on my role as a CEO at the foundation, mm-hmm. yes, there's a lot of strategic planning happening. There's a mm-hmm. lot of business plan because again, this isn't an Amy, Joe, and Jim Osborne foundation. Mm-hmm. This is a could be, it's mm-hmm. locally here, nationwide mm-hmm. organization that's doing services all over, but this needs to continue and have a business plan ready to mm-hmm. for someone to come in and be my role, mm-hmm. right? Because yeah. I, I won't be here forever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so, so there is planning along the way at mm-hmm. the same time of allowing yourself the opportunity to say, okay, if you didn't meet that specific goal or if you didn't meet this deadline, it mm-hmm. doesn't mean it's the end. Yeah. Just like the bumps we were just talking about, mm-hmm. right? But that yes, you stay on that same path, you do all the things you're supposed to do, but at the same time, be open to other opportunities and learning experiences yeah. to get there. Yeah, and so, in, in speaking of that, if it, like, what is the best way for someone to, if they want to get involved with you, whether it's, you know, obviously I'm sure you have lots of families come in for your services, but if someone is not necessarily looking for services, but just wants to help out in some way, what are the best ways for people to get in contact with you all and to, and to serve in that way? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So there's a ton of different ways. I mean, from internships, from, I mean, every different discipline. So mm-hmm. from marketing, business planning, occupational therapy, mm-hmm. um, internships is great. It's mm-hmm. really just emailing the organization mm-hmm. at info at hatcherfoundation.org. We have so many family programming events that we need volunteers. Mm-hmm. They're during the week sometimes, but also on the weekends. Mm-hmm. Um, we need help with events, mm-hmm. right? So we have a run coming up at the end of February um, down on the River Park. Mm-hmm. We need volunteers. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, everything's done by donations. <laughs> so um, so we do not charge insurance. We do not bill insurance. Mm-hmm. We do not charge for our services. So literally everything coming in is being poured right back into services. Mm-hmm. Um, but our website, it's hatcherfoundation.org. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty, you know, you know, um, clear as far as just our main uh, email is info at Hatcher. Mm-hmm. But if you if you click through the buttons, if you want to volunteer, there's a volunteer button. It'll send you straight to our staff yeah. member who is overseeing volunteers. If it's wanting to learn more about how to donate your stocks, mm-hmm. there's, you know, yeah. um, but we're there. The clinic is open Monday through Thursday, 10 hour days. So, mm-hmm. cause we see a lot of families mm-hmm. after school as well. Yeah. Um, and then Friday by appointment. So, nice. um, and then of course weekends that we have events. So sweet. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I'll make sure, <laughs> I'll make sure that I, I, like I said, I know that usually the best place if people want to find stuff is just like, there's the, the hub on the website. So I'll make sure that's there. Yeah. Uh, so if you're listening, you're watching, you want to check that out. I'll make sure that's down there to check that out. Uh, but one thing I want to, I do want to ask you kind of, as we begin to start wrapping things up here, so I think a lot of times, uh, you know, as time goes on, even in my short career so far, uh, <laughs> I, will, I will routinely be just taken aback by the people that uh, have, ex- have 
recognized or seen the work that I do and have appreciated it, even mm -hmm. on a small scale. Mm -hmm. uh, I'll sometimes have people come up to me and be like, hey, I listened to this thing that you did and that's great, or <laughs> I saw where you were doing this and that's just awesome. And I'm like, I didn't know you were even checking out what I'm doing. Yeah. Uh, and even more so, like you work in a very, uh, obviously you've worked for longer, but you work in a very open and public manner. Mm -hmm. um, for someone who is, Hypothetically speaking, if there's a family that's considering coming and visiting you all or there's someone that uh, is looking for help in the services that you provide, what is your main number one message that you try to relay to these to these families, to these people as they're approaching you all and, and considering what it is that you offer? What is the, the main message you try to convey to these people and show them uh, of, of what it is that you do? Yeah, and, and you're talking specifically to who would be eligible yeah. for services, yeah. like to a family. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, so again, you, you kind of, it's hard to place yourself in a situation without having gone through it. I always say um, having empathy for someone else is hard when you don't know what that's like when you've only lived certain things. I don't know if that makes any sense at no, all. No, I get You that. might have to scratch that. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> So when, um, when, you, when you put yourself in a situation where you're in a hospital mm -hmm. and you've just been told your child has cancer, mm -hmm. your whole life stops. Mm -hmm. Literally, as a parent, as a caregiver, all you hear is that. And then the oncologists, the nurses, they keep talking, mm -hmm. right? So at that moment, you are just truly in survivalship mode mm -hmm. because it's not only your child has cancer but with by tomorrow we're going to start this treatment yeah. right and you're like i have to go to the grocery i have to make yeah you have all these things you're supposed to do mm -hmm. so for us a lot of times they don't hear who we are right mm -hmm. at diagnosis it takes a continuation of the oncologist to the nurses mm -hmm. to the child life to friends saying hey this resource is here mm -hmm. right this resource is here and it takes a, a little bit mm -hmm. so our, our big thing is just to be prepared mm -hmm. and ready we get the referrals from the hospital mm -hmm. we might hear of a new diagnosis and we are ready mm -hmm. um but we don't really have a selling pitch other than as soon as they're ready to come to us we are ready for them mm -hmm. does that help yeah yeah uh, yeah we don't really have anything other than making them feel comfortable and ready when they're ready mm -hmm. yeah and and, the, and i think also kind of tagging along with what you were saying is that when someone experiences something as terrible as you or a loved one has been diagnosed with something as, as terrible as cancer, uh, like you said, life just starts, the wheels just start turning like, oh my goodness, this and now all the other things I got to do. Uh, it sounds like to me what your, your main focus is is that whenever that family or whenever that individual is ready to seek help or whenever they are ready to, to find someone or an entity that can help them out, you are there ready to go. Yep. Whether it's at the beginning, whether it's at the middle of the process, where, wherever these families or individuals find themselves in the process of dealing with the dealing with their situation, grieving with what, whatever stage they find themselves in, you all are on the standby and ready to go and ready to step up to the plate. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's cool because again, like we've been talking about this, this whole conversation, part of your business and part of your your duty to these people is not just to say oh you need you need your groceries for the week okay well here's a check for however many hundred dollars and there you go hope you have a nice day yeah yes that's part of it financial aid is is a part of everything we do but being 
being a place that provides a comprehensive service mm -hmm. uh, or comprehensive services, whether it's at the beginning of, of uh, you know their their journey and just helping them understand the just the reality of their situation, or towards the end of uh, the end of their situation, whatever whatever aspect of this this journey that they're on, you all are there to help uh, help and serve them. Yeah, and I think that's awesome. I think that's great that uh, you all again that you have been able to take your own personal experience, but use it in a way that helps other families that are dealing with something uh, similar to that. So I think yeah. that's great. Yeah, it, it is. It's, it's something that even, again, in the hospital, um, oncologists, nurses only see the, the individuals that are in the hospital, mm -hmm. right? So it might be the child with cancer and a caregiver, yeah. right? And so they're able to refer over for certain things. So mm -hmm. say it's occupational therapy. Well, when we bring that family in, mm -hmm. we're able to learn every individual in that family. Mm -hmm. And they might already have pre-existing things that are happening, mm -hmm. and we're able to take care of that. So there's no cookie cut. Yeah. Um, plan that we have every one of them is individualized and extremely comprehensive like you're saying that's so. great that's great i love it uh before we kind of finish up here i do want to ask so you had mentioned that uh coming at, at the time of this recording you have a, a like a is it like a 5k or some kind of oh, some yes. kind of race coming up at the end of the month uh so i, I just want to ask like what other events and things do you have planned so far for I don't know, maybe the rest of the year. I don't know. However, however, yep. I say the rest like we're in you know September or something. <laughs> it's February the sixth. Yes, uh, but yeah. but what uh, things do you all have coming up in the future that uh, you're excited for and then hope everybody gets to know about? Yes. Yeah. So the first one coming up is uh, just that. It's called Bubbles of Fun Run. So it's a 5K, 10K, or a fun run. Um, well, or walk. You yeah. can walk. Yeah. <laughs> Um, one mile, right? Yeah. So it's for everybody. It's a family-oriented event mm -hmm. down at the Riverwalk on February 25th. Um, right after that, we do Monday Before the Masters, which mm -hmm. is a golf tournament. Mm -hmm. um, it's going to be at Sweetens Cove this year. Mm -hmm. um, and then following that, we have our big annual gala here in Chattanooga called the Celebration of Life and Hope. And that is where it's our largest event of the year. It's not a sit-down dinner. Mm -hmm. um, it is you know, kind of like a cocktail attire, yeah. but it's yeah. our way of getting everybody together for us to have an honorary family be able to stand up and tell their testimony mm -hmm. um, and then of course the works that we've been doing at the foundation um, and then we do other uh, events kind of like kicking it for kids with cancer which is one that's put on by Lee University mm -hmm. um, and then you know we had like last year we had 142 family programs for our families so that's where volunteers yeah. come in um, those types of things but as far as fundraising those are yeah. kind of our four biggest that's awesome our uh, events. And you may have said this, when is the, the gala taking, taking place? Oh yeah, sorry, I forgot to give the date, September 30th. Awesome, awesome. So we are gonna do an event, we started it last year and it's called Honoring the Journey where we bring in all of our families who have lost a child to pediatric cancer um, mm -hmm. and we're gonna do that September 1st mm -hmm. and then September 30th is celebration in the um, the great uh, thing this year is those two dates fall for those two events because mm -hmm. September's Pediatric Cancer Awareness Month. Yeah. So what a great way to honor our families at the beginning of the month and then celebrate yeah. them at the end. So That's awesome. That's awesome. And I'm assuming that if there's not any link, uh, if, if people want to find out about this, would it be just the website is the it best would. place to go? I know. I hate to say no, I feel like fine. that's such like, a, but everything lives yeah. on our website. Yeah. And yeah. then of course my email's on there. Every staff member's email of is course. on there. Um, and then of course our phone number as well. But yes, all all this information is cool. on our website. Cool. Well, I'll make sure that is uh, in the description of the episode. Uh, are there any other links or anything like that? I know you're on LinkedIn. Really. I'll yeah, put, if, yeah, if, LinkedIn. I'll put your, yep. your link down there. So if people want to check you out, they can find you and connect I'm a with big you. LinkedIn fan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, well, before we finish, again, I just want to say thank you for coming on, just sharing some of your story and about what you do. Uh, just as a thank you for you taking some time to be here and just you know share your story, I want to give you the floor. So if there's oh. anybody you want to give a shout out to oh, or if gosh. you want to talk about something cool you have coming up, if there's a recipe you want to share, whatever yeah. it is, uh, I want to give you the floor. So yeah. uh, thank you for coming in and yeah, the floor is yours. Okay. Well, thank you. Right. Again, <laughs> we're at a place where I, I individually educate people every day, mm -hmm. right? Um, we don't have advertisements on TV. We have advertisements in magazines. Thank mm -hmm. you to CMC Publications. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but it is one of those that it is so unique and mm -hmm. it does take time to learn all of what we do because it is so comprehensive. But I mean, the list is so extensive that I don't want to start naming because I know I'll forget, but just the overall umbrella of we could have never gotten here without support from our community mm -hmm. nationwide, the racing industry, um, just support from everyone. Mm -hmm. I mean, in reality, we, we a lot of times people are like, oh, look at what you and Jim have done. No, mm -hmm. we might have you know been at the front of it, but it was everybody beside us that yeah. got us where we are. So That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, well, thank you again for sharing your story and just and just coming in and being willing to chat a little bit about what it is that you do and, and uh, just the foundation, everything you do over there. Like I said, I'll put the link for your all's website and, and all the different okay. events and everything you have going cool. on. That's so great. if you're if you're listening or if you're watching and you want to check out uh, what the foundation has going on or what Amy Jo just personally has going on, uh, her li the link to her LinkedIn account will be down there. So feel free to get in contact with her, connect with her, um, and then I, I encourage you to check out the website as well. It sounds like you've got. A lot of things going on, uh, a lot of exciting things going on, and I wish you nothing but the best going forward. So, uh, again, thank you for coming in. It's been a pleasure getting to meet with you and chat with you. Thank you. Um, and thank you all for watching. Thank you for tuning in and listening to today's episode. If you'd like to find any uh, previous episodes, those will be on all major podcast streaming platforms, or you can find us on our YouTube page, of course. Um, but, yeah, thank you again for coming in. Thank you all for listening, and uh, we'll catch you all on another episode of the podcast. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody.